Welcome to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, your host, Dawn Owen. I'm a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur, a speaker, a zero BS coach, and a lover of the high vibe life. I help business leaders like you create huge breakthroughs in their life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and impact you want and deserve. In this podcast, you will hear me talk all about mindset, money, and magic. The power trio that I know will get you where you want to go fast. This is the High Vibe Tribe podcast. So let's get to it and introduce my guest for today. I mean, I just don't know where to start with this one. I'm feeling like there should be fanfares, wind machines, red carpets, because she's an entertainer, she's a singer, she's the co-founder of a luxury entertainment business. She's a voiceover artist, she's a doggy mama, she's also the mom of an 18-month-old. She's the most stylish and edgy person I know. It's that singer with the pink hair, it's Chloe Jean Grey. Oh, yeah. I'm so thrilled to be on this. High vibes all around. I'm all about the high vibes. Absolutely. And as you said that, my first question to my guests is always, how high is your vibe on a scale of one to ten right now? Oh, my God. It's absolutely a ten this morning. I'm in Ooh. good mood. I've had a lovely breakfast with my friend. It's been a great weekend. Oh, yeah. I'm, my, my well is very, very full right now. So oh. it's all good. Oh, I love that. And, you know, we're recording this on a Monday as well. So it could quite easily have been lower, but I'm loving that it's so high. It's like off the scale. That's where it is, off the scale. Right. So I'd love you to start by sharing with our listeners some of your story, your background and kind of what led you to where you are today. Sure. So, oh, taking it right back, I guess. Actually, it was 20 years ago today that I first started performing. 20 years ago this year. And that was, I did my first show in Wolverhampton. I did My Fair Lady. And that was the first time I'd ever been on stage. And they gave me the lead role. And I was, you know, it was was amazing. And I was bitten by the performing bug. And then from there, I did lots more performing, went to drama school, got offered my first West End job when I was in school, moved to London, lived that exciting London life, and then kind of chose a slightly different path. I wanted to, I wanted to be my own boss. And I think in that world, there's so much rejection, there's so Mm. much negativity associated with auditioning in like, all the crap that goes with it oh sorry am I, am I allowed to yeah, say crap you can That's swear great. me <laughs> bloody brilliant so yeah from there I, I knew Ben my partner and we kind of just decided to do something totally different and just you know wing it and, and see if we could make performing our own thing we could be in charge of everything but we could still perform you know what I mean so we set up care of Mr and Mrs Gray and we started off carting our little grand piano, which you can see in the background here, yeah. uh, up to Marco Pierre White's in the city and said, would you mind if we could play a little Valentine's Day gig here? We'll do it for free. You just, you know, you don't have to play, you don't have to pay us. And they said, yeah, well, we can do it for a steak if you like. So we were like, yes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we played there for Valentine's Day and we never left. 
So wow. ten, 10 years later, we've just, as you well know, Dawn, we uh, <laughs> celebrated our 10 year yes. 10 year party. And um, yeah, the rest is history. And now we've obviously got little Ruben now, who is, I think he's, he'll be two in July. That's mad, isn't it? And then, yeah, so we're just, we're having a blast at the moment. We really are. We, we, we're so lucky to be able to do what we love and have the fe- flexibility that we choose around it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really, things are good. Things are good. Yeah. Great. So I want to kind of touch on, so you mentioned the West End there, which I guess to me as a wannabe performer, never <laughs> performer, is, you know, like the pinnacle of what some people would want. Had you always wanted to do that, you know, when, when you were small? Like, I'm presuming you never wanted to be an accountant or something, did you? I, I, do you know what? I'm going to say I failed in maths, but I, I also failed at music. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And the one, the, oh, my God, I had a proper, like, you know, that moment in Pretty Woman where she's like, you work on commission, right? Like, I had yes. that moment because I oh, yeah. saw her about like, five years ago, this oh, wow. teacher failed me in music she was like so what do you do now I was like well <laughs> yeah that was fun but yeah I always wanted to perform I think I, I always wanted to be on stage I thought it was an exciting place to be and, and I fell in love with theatre and I still love theatre I mean it's great I just enjoy it from a different perspective now but it's it's as you well know it's West End's just magical isn't it it's, oh it's yeah really and it was a great thing to be a part of I got directed by Sir Trevor Nunn I mean mm-hmm. people who can say that you know yeah. it was fantastic and it was a great time in my life but a time that I fondly look back on rather than in, in pathos or sadness and going oh I'm sad it's over it's it's a it's a time in my life that I'm immensely proud of but yes. it's a, it's, it feels like another lifetime yeah well before I move on from that just tell us some of the plays musicals that you've been in professionally yeah um, I well obviously I did um, Gone with the Wind, uh-huh. been in all sorts of uh, pantos with. Uh, oh no, you haven't! <laughs> oh my gosh, I was in a panto with Claire Sweeney. That was fun. Been in uh, Friday Night Live uh, with Christopher Biggins. I did that with. Gosh, what else have I done? I've done a lot of tours. I've done a bit of Les Mis, and yeah, it was a it was a shorter. It was only a few years, but. It was, a, it was a wonderful few years. Yeah. Now, also, I feel like there's one you've missed there, and this is where I wish we were on video, because I'm going to do the actions. Audience, see if you can guess what this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're doing that one as well. I was, yeah. We did that at, we did that at the Wolverhampton Grand. Yeah, that was fun. That, that is, we will cool. rock you, people, in case you couldn't get my excellent impression. It was fab. Was it, made you, it made your screen wobble, actually. Maybe it's good it's not video after all. So, not only do you run this huge entertainment company, Care of Mr and Mrs Gray, but you are also a performer within that company. And as you mentioned, mum to Reuben. So, I'm not a fan of the phrase work-life balance. I think it's <laughs> that's a bit of pile of bollocks, actually. But tell us, how do you blend all that together? Because... That, that can't be, it's got to be a bit of a challenge, I would imagine. I think so. I'm in a much different place about it now. When we first started speaking, you, yeah. um, you helped me massively in those early days of me trying to navigate my way back into working as a mom. Yeah. You helped me a lot because it, I think mom guilt is such a massive thing. Mm. And you feel like you should you should be working because you need to provide but also spending time away from the kid you're like oh am I, am I 
Am I doing the right thing? Now I'm in a totally different place about it because, I mean, my kid is one of the most confident kids that you'll ever meet. He walks up to everybody in a restaurant. Hello. He says he, he's confident and happy with everyone. He walked up to a little girl the other day and bowed. Ah. So I'm like, do you know what? If you think I'm working too much or spending too much time away from him, get yeah. that judgment out of your eyes, Sandra, because yeah. I'm raising a prince. Yes. Um, yeah it's it's a it's a tricky one but I think you have to you have to own whatever decision that you make yeah. so if you do want to take three years off and go on just a mom great yeah. good for you yeah. if you yeah. want to put them in nursery five days a week from when they're four months old and go I have to work and provide do that great but own own the choice and don't yeah. apologize for it because there's no right way or wrong way there's no in in business as well as you well know it's yeah. There's no rule book in that sense. Like you, you have to do what is right for you and your family. And for us at the moment, I, I think it's, I agree that the term work-life balance yeah. is full. Yeah. But for us, the balance of life in general is great. You know, yeah. we've got a great support system with his, Ben's mum and dad, my mum and dad. He also goes to a fantastic nursery. And we do have a nanny that, that helps from time to time, which is, which is great. But that's why we work so hard. Because we are putting we're putting money into this. He's an investment, and yes, yeah, absolutely. If he's confident and happy, then then that's great. A hundred percent. And I think there what you what you said not only for this decision, but you said own whatever decision you make. I think that is the thing in life, in business, whatever. Because you know, you right. We did talk about this in the beginning, and your life is different to a lot of other people's lives and other people's lives will be different to most people's you know your working day is not always in the day it's not always in the week it's at weekends and I think you know a lot of people listen to this a lot of women listen to this will be business owners and you do have that mom guilt I mean I didn't acquire my kids until you know they were older and I remember when we first moved in and um, Lauren saying to me I hate your job because, you know, I've always worked for myself. And so I'd be in the office at seven or eight o'clock at night. And that was something I hadn't had to deal with before. And it's right. It's like, oh, gosh, should I be doing that? But you have to do what's right for you to make it all work. So, course, yeah, you have, to, you have to fit also with our ethos as, as parents, Ben and I, and as business owners is when we decided to have Ruben, I was like, the kids got to fit in with our lives you know yeah. I'm I, we can't we can't and that might be a selfish thing but hey call me that yeah. then it's fine but at the end of the day like I said I've got a really confident little boy who is happy to be with anyone he's he's just he's so his his development is so higher than where it should be and we've had this you know these reports yeah. from the industry that, that say the same thing so he's 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 you know beasting life at the yeah. moment so uh, yeah own it and and absolutely be invested in whatever decision that you've made because otherwise if, if it's not feeling right you'll that that resentment will be there and you'll you'll start to you'll start to feel yeah feel resentment towards towards the yeah. kid I guess towards your partner it may be but yeah you definitely of your life like that so yeah no I 100% agree with that So obviously over the last almost two years, well, two years really, because obviously pregnant beforehand, yeah. do you, would you say that your life is 
massively changed. I appreciate you said there, you know, baby coming along has got to fit in with our life. And um, what do you think the biggest differences are and how have you kind of coped with that? I think that the biggest difference, oh gosh, that is an interesting question. Because obviously you could say, oh my God, I've, you know, my life's completely changed. <laughs> and it yeah. has, but it also hasn't. Mm. I'm still the same person. Ben is still yeah. the same person. We, we, we are company the company owners that we were we're, mm. we're the same people yeah I guess I guess it's just an acknowledgement that things do have to change like you know you can't both be out at mm. every night doing that you know, you know you've got yeah. responsibilities the kids got to be in bed by half seven so there yeah. we go I never realized how important it was to always have wipes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also you know this setup I know this is a podcast you can't see but there's a lovely grand piano behind me which is fabulous but if you can see in the foreground there are there are dump trucks everywhere <laughs> and toys yeah it's uh, I think one of the biggest changes has to be that that time time is an absolute commodity yeah and when we lived in the city and when we were you know sort of going out every night and going to every restaurant every night I think I, I think it's an incredible time of our lives but but that time has now shifted so mm-hmm it is absolutely precious to, yeah. to spend the, the time that we can as a family, spend that time doing really lovely stuff with him, not just sitting there watching TV all afternoon. Cause we, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's pointless. You take them out. You, you, we can have adventures like we've just done this weekend. We went to fantastic Drayton Manor. It was great. And we've had a lovely then chilled Sunday. And it, it's just finding those, those little moments making them perfect time is definitely the commodity and sleep god sleep is a commodity i love sleep i talked about (laughs) this to somebody this morning i'm a big fan of the nana nap so you know in the afternoon and it's just like you know what i'm feeling really tired i'm not going to push through i'm going to get a nana nap for an hour i love it we don't do it enough you know and you know i could learn something from ruby he has like a two-hour kip in the middle of the day i need to get on that absolutely I'm just going to do the same thing, cup of tea, and then just yeah. lie on the sofa. Absolutely, 100%. And before I come back to talk about business, so in the nicest possible way, and there will be people listening to this who go, mm. it sounds like you've got it all. You know when people say you can't have it all as a woman if you want a family and you want a business, but so I think you can have it all. Maybe you can't have it all in the same moment, you know, some moments of family, some moments of business, but would you agree with that? I agree yeah and I think the people who say that you can't have it all are the people who are resentful of the fact that they haven't got it all yeah and I I agree with you on the second statement that you can't have it all at the same time so Mm -hmm. that you there is a bit of push and pull yeah but you know what if you want to it's important to have a supportive partner Mm -hmm. so every six weeks or so I say to Ben I'm having a selfish day and you're having Reuben all day and you're putting him to bed as well. And that's that. And he's great. Absolutely yeah. fine. I will take myself off to, I often go to Cheltenham to be fair. Huh? I will have a massage. I will go and watch a film maybe, or if there's a, you know, a bit of theatre on, I'll go and see something like that. And I'll sit in the Ivy and I'll have a salted caramel espresso martini. And I will absolutely love my life. And it's, it's things like that. And Ben does the same thing. So he'll yeah. take a day. And yeah. he'll do a selfish day. Mm-hmm. And I think that we attribute this idea of selfishness of being mm-hmm. like a bad thing. And I don't think it is. I think no. it's self, it is, it sounds wanky, but it is self-care. And it is. Yeah. You've got to you've got to fill up your well 
yeah to be able to be the best person that you can be one for your kids two for your business as well 100 percent, and each other and each other I say you know my morning routine that I have that makes me a a better dawn a better wife I think said partner then partner that's my other life (laughs) wife mother coach business owner friend daughter everything um because I need that time and you know that's part of the reason we called our company oxygen in the first place about that fit your own mask first when you go on the plane exactly I was just going to say that they they tell you don't they you fit first because you have to look after yourself to be able to look after everybody else and it's 100% yeah 100 percent. so going back to the business end so it's in the entertainment slash hospitality so like this time three years ago in the pits basically we'd just <laughs> been told it was locked down you know that was your business to all intents and purposes over and yet it wasn't over you did all sorts of different things in lockdown and actually you know it was a thriving business and even more so now but what was it like initially thinking oh my god how do we deal with this that was a big shock and I remember the day it all started to go wrong and we got phone call after phone call going you're gonna have to cancel we've cut we lost everything in over the space of about three days I'd Mm. say it was scary and incredibly worrying we just bought a house at the same time so we're like wow okay yeah The, the absolute priority for me straight away was pay the artists everything mm-hmm. road get yeah. the kids I call them the kids yeah Actually. yeah Actually. they're like you know 40 years old but they're the kids I said pay the kids they they must not feel any financial pressure mm-hmm. from us like yeah. whatever anybody's owed it doesn't matter whether they did the gig a day ago just get them paid and we did and that I think was a a, a big a, a, a a real positive point because it got them on side with us so Mm -hmm. we were like we are all in this together you guys we we will make it happen and then it's about pivoting I guess Mm -hmm. we absolutely pivoted and we just said you know what let's let's do entertainment online let's push that so we did we did uh, what's called the live music quiz Mm -hmm. and we would play we'd sit at this piano and we would play and get people involved on zoom uh, and that is still a thriving business now we do yeah. it live it's, it's still going people are still booking it three years later it's crazy yeah. uh, we partnered with Birmingham Updates to go live every Sunday and they've got a, I think a, a following of about 250,000 people so we used to go live mm-hmm. every Sunday we put on Birmingham's big black tie bash <laughs> with uh, celebs uh, we had Glyn Pennell in telling everybody how to cook this this thing yeah. this cheese potato pie I think it was at the end and loads of celebs in there doing like bits of performing with Doreen in bless her but yeah I think it for us we were we were all about driving forward going no everything's gone to hell in a handbasket so let's be the 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 people who bring the joy yeah and hopefully that's what people remembered us well it, it I think it is what they remembered us for because that's in my opinion why we're still thriving why the business is growing mm-hmm. like it is because we we like to do that. That's what we do. You know, when people say to you, what's your job? It's hard to quantify it. But I I do say we like to make people smile. We like to make people happy and fill dance floors, essentially. And I think that's right, because music and dance, for, for me particular, you know, it's hard to feel miserable when there's some upbeat music and stuff going on. Equally, you know, 
sad songs can evoke memories as well. It's, music is very, very powerful. And you talk about the big black tie bash oh, yeah. night. So a mouthful to say that is. <laughs> I remember that because that was on our son's 18th birthday. And it was oh. either the 11th or 12th of April, I'm sure. Um, so not that far into lockdown. And actually, it was great. And so many people got dressed up in the house. We did, you know, we went fully to town as if we were going out and absolutely had a great night. And you're right, I think that meant a lot to people. It meant something to people. And, you know, all the constant contacts and that that you did with your suppliers and your artists and stuff just kept you in that picture over that really, really difficult time for a lot of people. And then, of course, we all thought Christmas 2020 was going to be the thing. And then, you know, it all went to ratchet. And then it did the same in 2021 as well. And it's just crazy, really, wasn't it? I can't believe it happens sometimes. I, I really can't. I look yeah. back and I'm like, was that a dream? Yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? Strange. Yeah. Very, strange. very bizarre. Very bizarre. So with that, obviously, and you've come out the other side and you're stronger and better than ever. And... I always like to ask my guests about what are their top tips for keeping their vibe high. And I think with you, you must have some really good ones because, you know, the show must go on, right? Sure. There can't always, there must be times when you feel like you'd rather, you know, bowl your own head than get <laughs> on stage and be like, la, 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 yeah, let's go. What do, you, what do you do when that happens? Oh, man. Do you know what? I think sometimes you have to, certainly with me if I do feel like that I I check myself and go excuse me you're getting paid to sit there and make noises out your face and people will clap yeah (laughs) get on with it do you know what I mean because I had to do it with one of our musicians the other day actually he was like I think he he was getting a bit complacent and I just said you you want to know what hard work is you go downstairs you go to where the kitchen is where we work you go to the kitchen you scrub fat off aluminium pans for a while and then you tell me if you'd rather be you know (laughs) burning x per hour when in comparison to like minimum wage so we are incredibly blessed to do what we do yeah there are times that you feel like absolute crap and you just want to sit at home with a glass of wine but at the same time it's like I think you have to push yourself to get out of that mood and just be like, and just check in and go, let's, let's look at, let's look at the facts here. I'm in this beautiful building. I'm at this lovely wedding. I'm making memories for people. So if I'm shit at my job, Uh they will, they will remember that I'm directly impacting my client. So you can't let it happen really. And yeah, as I said, there are days where you do feel it, but then you have to fake it. And I love that because actually you could apply that to any business, you know, whether it's coaching, graphic design, photographer, you know, I always say to my clients, look, we're not going to be 100% happy and on it all the time. If you're looking for that, you know, swipe your credit card now, I'll answer it for you. You're not going to find it. Thanks very much. There's the door. And so reminding yourself, actually, I suppose it's gratitude in a way, isn't it? Which is, you know, I always say is a really quick state changer. If you just start thinking about all the things that you have got and that you are grateful for, um, you know, th- there's always something that you can find. Even if you just start with the coffee in that beautiful unicorn mug on that morning and go from there, there's always something. So, yeah, really, really buy into that. 
I'm a firm believer in in sort of the law of attraction that way yes. and man- manifestation. You have noticed if you you know thinking about buying a new car, suddenly you'll see that model of car everywhere. Yep. That yep. happens all the time in my life. So I'm a firm believer in if something if you. Ugh, with people, if you don't like somebody, don't even think about them. Don't mm-hmm. give them that in it. Don't give them that time because that will manifest itself in some way. And then the problems will keep coming. Yeah. So if you just, if you put in good stuff only and just manifest all the good stuff, mm-hmm. then the law of it will bring it to you. Yeah. And that, that does happen. It's a real thing. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in it. I think that's yeah. true. Oh, we love the woo. We love talking about the woo. It's, but it's so, so true because if you, but you know, what you focus on grows. So if you're focusing on the downside, the negative, you know, the negative people, the not so positive stuff, you're just going to get more of that. You will notice more of that. If you do the opposite and notice all the good stuff, you will get more and notice more of the good stuff. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So last year, I know you did some pretty huge gigs. Please do share with the listeners what they were. And then I'm also interested in what's what's next for Care of Mr. and Mrs. Gray? What's, you know, what's what are you excited about at the moment? Yeah, we did some massive ones, didn't we? We we had we had some pretty big contracts. We did a massive east contract with Eastside who we did their Christmas show for that was great we also uh, won the commonwealth games entertainment yeah. contract my goodness what an incredible <laughs> one for the cv yeah we won the queen's jubilee celebrations in victoria square which was incredible and then yeah. we've just had some amazing corporates like you know the likes of hsbc and bbc and all sorts of wonderful clients yeah i guess on the horizon for us we've just taken on a new head of operations who is just the best he's the nicest guy and he's so much fun and he really drives business so we're thrilled about that right for us coming up next I'd like to focus on this this sort of immersive theatrical Uh stuff that we've been developing and that we really championed started to champion last year and the year before uh conceptually but it's sort of all 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 realms of entertainment rather than just music rather than just a a dj in the corner for somebody's wedding this is more about like designing the the entertainment program from start to finish whether it be a corporate whether it be a wedding that's what i get really excited about because it harks back to my theater days yeah and you know it's it it means that i can draw everything that i loved from that realm into my new world Uh so therefore I'm getting the best of those worlds now so that's what I'm excited about doing next sounds great can't wait to see that now I know as you mentioned earlier you just turned 10 in February and through the best party I've ever been to I mean when you need a chiropractor the next morning after a party you know it was a good party it was great it was, and listeners, let me just describe these to you. They hide out the Hippodrome in Birmingham. You know, all of the like billboards that normally have the show details on had these guys on, and we were music to play us in. There was cocktails, of course, espresso martinis, prosecco. There was more band, more music, dancing, a brilliant documentary, a band afterwards. There was fire coming out of a saxophone. For Christ's sake, it was amazing. What was your highlight on that night? Because you obviously knew all that was coming up. You know, what, what, was, what was the best thing about that for you? I 
oh, everybody asks about the party. Like everybody's still talking about it, which is yeah. fantastic. It was a great party, I have to say. I know everybody's, you know, you should be modest. Oh, it's, you know, just no, you no, it was a good party. It was great. I had a lovely time. So the best part for me, uh, and I remember it specifically because Ben and I actually left our seats to go to the back of the room. Yeah. And it's the end of the documentary itself was incredible. We'd sort of shrunk it down so, to a manageable portion for everyone and could, so everybody could see the highlights of what we've been doing over the past 10 years. The highlight for me was at the end of the documentary, what people hadn't realised is that we'd been filming them on the way in. So in that time, in the, the hour drinks reception turnaround time, our videographer had already edited the end of the documentary to include all of that footage yeah. and watching everybody's faces go, oh, my God, this is from tonight, which, which is so satisfying. Yeah. Which, and in itself was an incredible moment. But then... At the very end, we had recorded a personal message to say, let's raise our glasses in 10, 9. And we did this whole, you know, countdown. Everybody stood up out their seats. And then we did what's called a kabuki drop, which is when you take, it's like a weighted screen that's up in what was projected onto it was the documentary that everybody's watching. And nobody knew that behind that screen was a full, like, 10-piece band so this, the entire wall, because they thought they were in some kind of cinema, the wall vanished. And then this band were there. And that to me, I was like, um, that, that was a moment where Ben and I looked at each other and just went, yeah, I'm having a nice time. Uh, yeah, yeah good we are. And I agree with you. So I've just written that down, Kabuki Drop, because I tell everyone about that moment, actually. Yeah. I'm like... And then, I don't know what happened, but the screen just disappeared like magic. And people look at me and she's like, oh, Dawn, there is the sky in your world. So I'm like, no, no, the screen disappeared and the band were there. And I still don't know how they did it, but it was incredible to witness. It really, really was. And it must have been so great because you had family, friends, yeah. artists. You had all your own artists were at the party, weren't they? So you got in kind of outside help, if you will. Yeah, was we, that uh, nerve-wracking and getting in outside help, people that weren't on your own roster as such? No, no, not for not for us, because we, A, it was massively important for us not to have anybody performing who yeah. works for us, because we wanted them to have a night. You know, this is for you as well. Yes. You've worked for us for 10 years. Have a yeah. drink and a dance on us. We scrupulously auditioned like these right. people knew exactly who we'd got the specialist acts like the aerial acts that yes. we got the contortionists were specifically recruited by our, uh, right. our specialist acts person so I knew that they would be top top level but we were we we had been planning this for a, a year so we mm. had the chance to go and see everybody that was performing for us and make sure that they were the right people for the job and they absolutely were they were incredibly professional and highly entertaining and oh I, I just want to do it again I want to do it again you know if ever I'm experiencing a dip now I'll get this wrong but you'll know the proper word for it you know the uh like the 360 camera thing that did yes. the the little videos and every time I'm having a little dip I just watch myself and the people that I was with on that I don't know what that makes me but it just makes me feel so happy and I'm just like 
oh my god I look banging that night look at my tan look at my makeup look at my busting my moves you know then I couldn't walk for six weeks obviously but you know that doesn't matter it's a minor price to pay and I would pay it again if you said let's do it all again tonight I'd be like yeah that's good no problem well it's just amazing I could talk to you all day but I'm gonna bring it to a close now we'll have you back to talk some more but I always finish the podcast with the last word feature. And so this is where I ask my guests to reveal their lasts from meals to mistakes and anything in between. So I want to know what was the last song that you sang as a performer that got everyone up on their feet dancing? Oh, easy this one. It was Kiss Prince. Of course. Always goes down like everybody loves it. They just Everybody loves a bit of Prince. You can't oh, go wrong. No, yeah, it might have been that, or it might have been Erasure. A little respect. Either oh, way, it's it's one classics. Of those- yeah, dance floor fillers. And exactly. then I said earlier, you're the most stylish, edgy person I know. So, what was That's- the last item of clothing or accessory that you bought that made you feel high vibe as fuck? I mean, it's a bougie one. Ooh, they are they are sparkly sparkly alexander mcqueen's i'm obsessed with shoes because shoes always fit like that's yeah. my thing and it's i'm true. always yeah. getting into trouble because ben's like what else have you bought i'm like <laughs> no they're old don't worry <laughs> I, i'm lying out my teeth yeah they were a pair of black diamond encrusted but black diamonds yeah sparkly uh, alexander mcqueen sneakers and oh god they're they are bougie af and I oh love- they sound great they sound bougie. great I'm wondering if Ruben will want to wear those when he grows up. It's going to be Honestly, like, you know, performing artist isn't he? Honestly, it's my mission in life to cr- make him be a drag queen. That would be my dream because I've, my shoe collection is fabulous. Yeah. And, you know, at the moment, I've only got two feet. So if he could grow up and be a drag queen and wear all of my shoes, I'd be absolutely thrilled. <sighs> Imagine that's the dream. That's the dream. What is he? Two. Imagine in like twenty years' time that he's like the most famous drag queen in the world, and this little clip gets played on his, you know, story of Ruben. Knowing that he'll probably turn out, he'll probably want to like play football, and then he'll want to be a builder or something. I don't know anything about that. What are we gonna do? You'll have to go to granddad's for that. Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. What, where can our listeners connect with you more? Um, well, thank you for having me, for one. All right. Uh, you're one of my favourite people in the world who rocks oh. the bold pink lip. So I love it. So anybody can get us. The best place to get us is on all our socials, um, Instagram in particular, because everybody wants to see pictures and videos. Of yes. What but um, you can find us at Luxury Live Music. That's on all platforms. So that we're on Facebook and, and Instagram are our main ones. But um, yeah, we're, we're everywhere at Luxury Live Music. You can find Lovely. Us. And we'll put that in the show notes for everyone as well. And go look at the pictures of the party and the videos, if nothing yes. else. I'm in there eating a bag of crisps. So that's it from us today. Thanks for joining us, Chloe. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. But in the meantime, remember to keep those vibes high. Thank you for listening to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, Dawn Owen. I'd love to know what your number one takeaway was from this episode. Feel free to screenshot the episode and tag me in on social media. And if you know someone who would enjoy it too, then don't keep it to yourself. Share the vibes. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified as soon as the next episode drops. If you're not already a part of the High Vibe Tribe community over on Facebook, then come and join us there. The link is in the show notes. 
and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep those vibes high. Bye.